Hey, it's been an insane day in the land of pit football and basketball, so much so I don't feel like I can talk about them in one episode. But on this episode, we're going to be talking about pit basketball as they land Juco transfer guard Cassius McNeely. They now have filled 12 scholarships on the team. We'll look at what they could potentially add with that last scholarship, who it could potentially be, and we're going to talk about McNeely and how this team is looking now for the 2022-23 season. That's all coming up in this episode of a Locked On Pit. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I am your host, Nick Farabaugh. And as always, thank you for listening to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Folks, I always appreciate that. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. You are listening to this. Make sure to leave a review. Do all of those good things. Folks, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. And folks, a lot going on in the land of pit basketball right now. They've been very active, very active, in fact. And they have been looking around for guys to potentially fill out this roster. And it hasn't necessarily been easy, but they have constructed a roster that I would say is respectable at this point. Um, and I'll say this, I think that when you look at what they've done, I think that there is a path to them being good. I'll say that. And I don't think it's as narrow as it was last year. And I'll say that. I think that they've added a lot of volatile players that could be good. But I also will say this. I think that volatility can also turn into success. It can turn into a bubble team, right? There are so many talented players right now on this team that are like, oh my goodness, what if they actually do hit? And then all of a sudden, you might have a squad that is ready to rock and roll. Um, and, And when I look at it, like this, you know, I, I see guys like Blake Henson who hasn't played in two seasons and who knows what he is, but last time he played, he was productive in the SEC. So that's always a good thing that you like to look at. You know, Nelly Cummings, I think, is less volatile and more of a sure thing. Yes, he's coming from Colgate, but a guy that's been proven to be a pretty good player over his career. Greg Elliott's kind of a question mark, uh, athletically limited, but really great shooter. And if he can get his defense back, big things could happen there. Lord knows the Diaz-Graham twins could be the ultimate wild card to the entire thing. And they could be stars growing up around the international game. So they have different fundamentals than, you know, people have been taught here. Um, But there are a lot of different types of players on this squad now that I think you have to be a little bit excited about. 
And Cassius McNeely, I think, falls in line with all those guys that I just mentioned. Because it's a really up-and-down situation. And here's the most interesting thing to me about Cassius McNeely, specifically. I look at McNeely as the ultimate wild card out of all of these guys. I think that you feel better about Henson. I think you feel better about a lot of the guys actually more so than McNeely. But this is a guy who, if he ever gets things together, we're talking about McNeely being a very, very special type of player. Now, whether he hits that, I don't know. Remember, this was when he was a recruit coming out. He went to Texas A&M, then went to TCU, but ended up playing at JUCO, committed to Maryland, decommitted. It's been a lot of moving around for Cassius McNeely. And what he really just needs is to settle down. He needs to just get some stability in his basketball career. Because... Right now, I think things are just kind of swirling around and, and going crazy. And I think a lot of different things are really coming up with this situation about McNeely. And the biggest thing I could say is that he hasn't sat down anywhere and actually been able to feel out things, right? And he hasn't been able to get coaching from one specific coach and develop a philosophy and kind of just ingrain himself into the culture. Uh, he hasn't been able to do that yet. Um, and so there are both things good and bad about that. One is, well, actually, now that he maybe hasn't set that, settled down for a while, maybe he doesn't actually end up being what he could have projected to be, which is true. But there's also the idea that maybe there's the untapped potential in there and you can still get what you wanted out of them. And I think that's also very intriguing for a team like Pitt. And I think Jeff Capel's doing the right thing here in terms of looking at guys that could potentially be difference makers. And yeah, not everything is going to work out here. You know, there are going to be guys that maybe don't hit. There are going to be some guys that end up falling down on their face a little bit. But you're taking high upside options that could really turn into something. And, and that's, I think, something that's going to be big here. And you're getting that in McNeely. Now, the breaking down of the attributes of his actual game, I think, is a different story. Let's talk about... You know, specifically what he brings to the table outside of, you know, just not being in a stable environment in terms of basketball in college yet. And he's going to be already 21. So he's at a pretty older age for the college game, but he certainly can improve at this age. There's no doubt about that. And I want to talk a little bit about what he brings to the table and how this could work out throughout the entire rotation. But first, folks, let me let you know about BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. 
Find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's Baseball Championship Monday, the NHL Conference Finals, MLB, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting, esports, and more. You can bet on NBA Finals right now. Pitt has a few props on there if you're looking to bet on maybe Keaton Slovis or Heisman. The early West Virginia props are out. There's a ton of different things you can bet on that are Pitt-related as well. So head to the website today or your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast as we are discussing the commitment of Cassius McNeely here to the Pittsburgh Panthers. And McNeely is going to be a very interesting player because he's a great shooter, and that has been very documented about what he has done from high school to now. You know, didn't play much at the level of college and play much of Texas A&M. But when he was down there in Juco this year, shot 43.6% from downtown. And I thought that was very eye-popping out Juco, and that's different. Shot the ball really, really well. And I think that will be something that at least draws Pitt to a guy like McNeely, right? And they've wanted a lot of shooting. A lot of shooting from McNeely to the Diaz Graham twins to Greg Elliott. Nelly Cummings shot the ball 36% from downtown uh, last season. You know, Blake Henson shot 32%. Not a great shooter, but a, a guy that can at least snipe if you need him to. Um, so there is a lot of guys that actually can shoot the ball in this team right now. And we have talked about this offseason in and offseason out about, man, wouldn't it be great if Pitt could add some shooting to this team outside, you know, just one part player. And they have an elite sniper in Greg Elliott, a guy who has the potential to be that in Cassius McNeely because McNeely can shoot the rock well. It's going to be more so about finding space, setting himself up for that working out of zones, can he not be a defensive liability? It's going to be stuff like that, right? That will be very, very important. And so what I look at with McNeely is the strokes there, what about the rest of his game? So is he going to bring, you know, dribble drive ability? Um, is he going to bring an ability to work down low and slice and dice. Uh, former four-star guy, so you know he has some athleticism there. And I think that the upside is all there from him in that regard. Uh, I think that McNeely is a really fun player because of those tools he has. But I, I do think that the fact that he has moved all around has kind of stunted his development well, the defensive end has stunted his development as a full offensive player. I think it has stunted his development in terms of what he has actually done. Um, and so I think that that is the big catch-all. It's the obvious red flag is, oh, how, how polished is he going to be? And with such a deep guard rotation, and who knows, you know, Seiku Sisoho Dewara 
has been very linked to the Pittsburgh Panthers program, they could potentially land him too. But the big question is, and I really mean this, the big question is, what in the world do you do with a guy like McNeely? Because he is a really fun player, right? I think that he's a guy that legitimately brings a potential elite sniping ability. But if you have experience like Jamaris Burton and Nike Sabande and Nelly Cummings, you know, where is all the 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 time for a guy like Cassius McNeely? He's going to have to play himself into this role. You have a lot of guards on this team. Nate Santos is another guard. Coming into his second year, maybe he takes that step. Remember, before he committed to Pitt, he hadn't played basketball in two seasons. So now he gets a full year of the program, and he gets that stability factor. Greg Elliott's there, and we know he can shoot the rock well. So McNeely's going to have to add a little something more than I just think catch-and-shoot ability. Can he be good on defense? Can he create off the dribble? Uh, can he maybe cut slash a little bit more? Can he create with some magnetism? What's his real stripe going to be that puts him over some of these guys to cut him into this lineup? And that's going to be the big question to me. But I like the addition. I think it's real high upside. I think there's very, very, very low chances of this not working out in terms of the process. I think the process is all there, right? It makes complete sense to me to add a guy that can shoot almost 44%. And if he doesn't work out, well, you see, oh, he shot 44%. We wanted to add shooters. And you're not just putting the back on, say, just one guy. Like, Greg Elliott's not going to feel a, a super ton of pressure just because you don't have Cassius McNeely and he doesn't work out, for example. Now, I think they could use that last scholarship on a guy like Jawara, who is another really good shooter, which would work out well. It would work out well. But I also think we have to understand a little bit about, listen, that we have, we have on this team decent shooting for the first time ever under Jeff Capel. Greg Elliott's a good shooter. Cassius McNeely's a good shooter. The Twins can both shoot the rock well. Henson's at least an average shooter. Burton's an average shooter. You still have kind of questions about who is going to be that breakout guy that can actually be the real, you know, sharp shooter. But I think that you look at this team and say they're shooting upside. And there's the ability to maybe give John Hughley some space that he really needed. And McNeely's just going to add to that. And again, it's not like all of this pressure is being placed upon him. I think that there's a lot more ability and upside around other players. And I really like that fact about this roster. And I don't know if they're going to be good, but I think that, that the roster building has made a lot of sense this offseason. All right, let's talk about the team at large now. How good I think they'll be and where they could go from here. But, folks, first, let's go to a quick break.
All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We're discussing here the commitment of Cassius McNeely to Pitt. And, and let's keep this very real in terms of, you know, what we could potentially see from this Pitt team and where we're going from here. So listen, I can't guarantee anything to you guys in terms of is this team going to be good or not? Is this an NCAA tournament team? I don't know. I really don't know. We're in June, right? It's June 3rd as I'm recording this. I really don't know. We're so far out, and there are so many different types of guys on this team. Even the returners, you know, John Hughley is a stud. Jamarius Burton's a gritty veteran guard. Nike Sabani's a great athlete. You hope he retains that athleticism. Shot the ball at an elite level his last year. The question's going to be, is he there? Will Jeffress only 19 years old. Let's not forget about Will Jeffress. The question is, is he going to develop some 3 and D ability this year? That's going to be something to watch. Nate Santos has that natural stroke, but is he going to take the step forward to understand the defensive game and the intricacies of the college level? Is he going to be ready physically? Uh, he's in that program for the first time in a full-year capacity. Nelly Cummings here, the veteran point guard, going to be coming in. Greg Elliott, shooter from Marquette. Really a catch-and-shoot guy that has 3 and D ability at the, one of the guard spots. Blake Hinson, probably your starting four. Fede Federico, your backup five, potentially. And then you have the Diaz-Graham twins there who I think are the ultimate wild cards of this entire roster and what they could potentially do. Jorge, a four, Guillermo, a five. And then you have Cassius McNeely, who really is one of those guys who is who even knows what happens with him. Another ultimate wild card. I just don't know. And I keep saying that. I just don't know. Right? There's so much to this squad right now in terms of potential and upside. And this is a much better strategy than they had last year when they took some guys that you could see maybe not working out. This is all about hitting on guys that have a fantastic ceiling and they have a lower floor too, which can will end up going the wrong way, but you're at least doing the right thing. Because if these guys hit in the right way and everything works out as you might see it, folks, what ends up happening? I'll tell you what ends up happening. What ends up happening is this, this pit team could potentially end up competing on the bubble. And I don't think that's necessarily a given. I don't think it's anywhere near given. I think it's very possible that pit ends up one of the last teams in the ACC wins only six or seven games in the conference and ends up being, say, mediocre. You move on from Jeff Capel, everything happens like that. I think that it is 100% very possible that this could happen. So here's the thing. When I look at what Pitt is going to do and what they have to do, they're going to need really good production out of the Twins because the depth of the four isn't great. 
Henson's maybe not your traditional four. And then you have Jorge Diaz-Graham, who brings a lot more size. But you don't really have another wing that can slot in there other than Will Jeffers. So you're going to need Will Jeffers to play at least decently this season. I also look at, at some other guys on this team. You know, I think that you need John Hughley to take that step, right? You need him to be as down itself on the block, but you also want him to be kind of a tangible threat. Uh, him and Guillermo Diaz-Graham. You know, we've heard Guillermo Diaz-Graham can shoot the rock. Uh, we, we need to see Hughley do that. Hughley can shoot really well from twos, and we've seen him make some really good jump shots inside the arc. Uh, which I think is promising to his projection outside the arc. Now, I'm not saying he needs to turn to Al Horford. What I am saying is, if they leave him open out there, I would like to see John Hewley be able to take that shot and punish them for it. That's what I would like to see. I don't want John Hewley taking a large volume of threes, but it's also necessary for his NBA projection. So he's going to need to make threes. So you'd like to see that. This guard room, how's it going to mesh together? Like, who, what is the starting lineup right now, anyways? I would say the starting lineup right now would probably be Cummings, Burton, Sabandi, Henson, and Hughley. But you, you have a lot of talent, and you can mix and match this year. And especially if you get Jawara, well, things change from there. You have, what, seven guards on the team at that point, it almost feels like? It's not a bad strategy is not a bad strategy for this pit squad to take so many guys that just have this type of upside. They're at the very least intriguing. They're at the very least have my attention and I'm at least excited to watch this team at the beginning of next year. They could be bad. They could be good, but they're very interesting. They have a lot of upside to their game and they're very fun to look at. They're very fun to talk about. I think that that fact they haven't been fun to talk about before. You know, last season during the year, I dreaded coming on here to kind of talk about this team. Just wasn't fun to talk about the Pittsburgh Panthers basketball team. This is kind of fun. I don't know what they're going to do with some of the lineups. I don't know what some of these guys are going to be. I like having that. I like having the thought that maybe, just maybe, this team could actually go to somewhere. At the very least, I think that this squad has that ability. It's a possibility. I don't think it's a likely possibility, and I'm not going to bet my money on it. But I can at least look at it and say, man, that could actually maybe happen. I can be a little excited about seeing this team play. There's some guys here that have made it to the NCAA tournament like Nelly Cummings and Greg Elliott. There are really high upside options like Cashwick and Neely and the Diaz-Graham twins. I'm excited to see what John Hughley does in the next year. I'm excited to see how Nike Sabandi looks when he returns to the court. I'm excited to see this team all together. And maybe the squad can do something that Pitt hasn't done in a long time. And that really is kind of the mesh point of this entire thing. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know if everything's going to come together in perfect harmony. But it's a guards game. They loaded up on guards. They got shooting and got spacing for John Hughley. They have some playmakers that can make some plays. It's a high-risk, high-reward type of group. It's very intriguing. It's very interesting. This team has potential. 
That's really all I can say right now about him. That's really how you have to feel about him right now. But you can at least be decently excited about maybe where this squad is going and maybe they can become something out of this. All right, folks, I do want to come back on here and talk a little bit about Pitt football as they received three commitments on Friday. We'll talk about those guys, how this class is shaping up, and why it's a successful first weekend for Pitt football in their recruiting class. It's all coming up on the next episode of Locked on Pitt. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.